0: Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. December 8th, 1980. John Lennon is shot to death in New York City. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. To commemorate this terrible day, the anniversary of John Lennon's murder outside the Dakota, his apartment building in New York, I would like to share an appreciation by the critic Robert Palmer that appeared in the New York Times the day after the shooting. Here is what the Times wrote. The Beatles united a generation of young people with their songs, their attitudes, and their sense of style, and John Lennon was the thinking man's Beatle. Of the four, he was the Beatle who wrote books. The Beatle who embroiled the group in a potentially disastrous controversy by suggesting in an interview that they were more popular than Jesus. If it had said television is more popular than Jesus, I might have got away with it. (laughs) The Beatle who embraced the poetic innovations of Bob Dylan in the mid-1960s and shocked Beatles fans by jumping into performance art, happenings, and political protests in the late 60s and early 70s people have the power all we have to do is awaken the power in the people he was the beetle who announced in one of his first solo albums after the breakup of the beatles that the dream is over the dream of community through peace love mysticism and psychedelic drugs that the beatles had encouraged and advertised and yet paradoxically lennon never lost sight of that dream give peace a chance you know like nobody's ever done it before The media are saying that the 60s were stupid and naive, he remarked in an interview only a month ago. But look at how much of what was sniggered about in the 60s has become mainstream. Health food, therapies, and all the rest. And love and peace weren't invented in the 60s. What about Gandhi? What about Christ? The naivete is to buy the idea that the 60s were naive. To protest Britain's involvement in the Nigerian Civil War and British support of the United States' role in Vietnam, lennon named a member of the order of british empire by queen elizabeth in 1965 returned his award the award the lowest of five divisions of the order was presented to the four beatles for service to their country i began to be ashamed of being british and i'm a patriotic nationalist but every day i just began to worry a bit more about it and i was going to send the mbe back anyway i could have done it privately but the press would have found out anyway you would have been here a week later instead less impact John Lennon was born October 9, 1940 in Liverpool, England. In his early teens, he felt the full force of Elvis Presley, Little Richard, and Jerry Lee Lewis, the earliest American rock and roll. When he was 15, he organized his first rock and roll group, The Quarrymen, continuing it after he entered art school, enlisting the services of Paul McCartney and George Harrison, and later Ringo Starr. From 1958 to 1962, the group, renamed the Silver Beatles and later the Beatles, worked steadily in the port cities of Liverpool and Hamburg, West Germany. In 1961, they came to the attention of Brian Epstein, who secured a recording contract for them, plotted and executed their conquest of Europe, and arranged their first tour of the United States early in 1964. Have you ever seen a a reception like this? I don't think so, not quite like this one. Nice to be here. Lennon and Paul McCartney were the group's lead vocalists and songwriters, and as the Beatles grew more and more popular worldwide, their songs grew more complex. By the mid-1960s, the Beatles were leaders of a worldwide rock movement that believed music with a beat could and should be intelligent and innovative as well. The Beatles were the first popular rock and roll band to write their own material to address a range of serious subjects and to embrace influences that ranged from Dylan's folk poetry to Indian classical music. They changed the face of popular music and popular culture radically and irrevocably. Beginning with the mid 60s album, Rubber Soul, the Lennon-McCartney songwriting partnership began to unravel. McCartney began concentrating on pure pop, contributing ballads like Michelle and Eleanor Rigby. Lennon wrote more complex songs embodying the conflicts he was feeling acutely as a Beatle, between his private life as an intellectual and an artist and his public persona, between his role as a pop musician and a generational spokesman and the unresolved personal problems of his childhood. Out of this turmoil came exquisite songs of euphoria and confusion, Strawberry Fields Forever and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, some of the first and best examples of pop surrealism. I am the walrus and happiness is a warm gun and electronic experiments that prefigured lennon's later collaborations with the conceptual artist yoko ono lennon met miss ono in 1966 and by 1969 when they married their romance was being blamed for the disintegration of the beatles who officially disbanded in 1970. the couple's demystification of the beatles began with their two virgins album with its celebrated cover showing them nude and continued with a series of albums that grafted Miss Ono's experimental and sometimes intensely grating vocal techniques onto Lennon's sensibility. The music was dismissed by most critics and fans at the time, but it has been an important influence on some of the brightest talents in the most recent wave of rock performers. 1975, after recording an album of rock and roll oldies that he recently expressed some dissatisfaction with, Lennon stopped making records to concentrate on rearing his and Yoko's son, Sean, who is now five years old. In his own words, he was a house husband, tending to domestic duties while Ms. Ono supervised the couple's investments and other business matters. Finally, in August, the Lennons began making a new album, Double Fantasy which was released by Geffen Records last month and is now in the national top 20. Lennon's first new single in five years in the top 10 is optimistically titled, Starting Over. So wrote the New York Times. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, chief content officer and founding partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge, Margot Gray, and Chris Basil. Production assistance by Andy Jaskowitz and Adam Macias. Cadence 13 is an odyssey company.